Welcome to On Texas Football, State of the Program, our weekly program with myself and InsideTexas.com publisher, Eric Nolene. Uh, each and every week, Eric and I try to, to take the overview of the Longhorn program. Steve Sarkeesian this week headed into year three uh, of the program at the helm. Uh, the Longhorns host Rice at 2.30 on Saturday at DKR. Uh, Eric, uh, you know, taking this overview of sorts and what we want to talk about today, I felt like given that it's game week, we should really talk about the expectations and what you think Texas should be looking about, looking at overall, not just for this season, but the, for the program as a whole and what's fair to Steve Sarkeesian uh, and what's uh, fair to this Texas football team and, and looking at it from that way. So I'm going to let you start and, and just, Tell people what you're thinking this year. We did the prediction show, and we both said ten and two. Mm -hmm. But yeah. at the same time, we both know it could be nine and three, eight and four, twelve and zero. I mean, you just never know. What are What are you looking at, big picture wise? Well, you know, anytime I make a, a prediction on the expected wins, I I usually make that what I think is fair, uh, based on where the where the staff is and where the uh, where the program is. I think Sark is steering the ship in the right direction. Uh, evidence of that is, you know, last year we went eight and four. This year, the, the expectations are, you know, ten and two conference championship. I think that's fair. I think that should that's fair to Steve. Um, but I think that's uh, also a testament to where he has the program. I think it's a compliment to Steve as well. Uh, he's got a lot of things going in the right direction. And you know, right when uh, right when Texas caught a lot of offseason hype, I started to mention the the positive leading indicators behind the scenes were sort of steering my thought. Uh, in the same direction. Now, I backed off of writing a, a long series about the leading indicators. I was going to break it down one by one uh, because then I thought I was, you know, falling in line with the hype and I didn't want to hype things up too much. You know, you got to kind of manage expectations a little bit for your readership, especially if you want to maintain credibility and their mental sanity. You know, sometimes you get a little <laughs> too high. Uh, you can already tell we're, we're taking a um, we're, we're taking a little bit of water for expectations being too low. You know, a lot of people are saying 11 and 1 and 12 and 0. Those same people are going to be upset. Uh, at their first loss, when we were telling them, hey, they're, you know, they're not a perfect team yet. But I think 10 and 2 is fair. Yeah. It, what are some of those leading indicators? I mean, what, what are the ones that are driving you um, to say, okay, I think 10 and 2 is fair? Well, the big one is staff continuity. Um, you know, the, there hasn't been much turnover. I think only three coaches have moved on from Texas, uh, two of them uh, have been elevated. Um, you know, that, that's a big one. You know, they're teaching the same thing uh, day in, day out. That's that's not only scheme. Uh, it's not only That's not only important for scheme, but also expectations within the program, how to conduct yourself, how the program operates. Uh, Sarkeesian is not getting his coaches up to speed. He's coaching his coaches less so his coaches can coach the players more. Um, you know, there's just it's just way more efficient time management when you have uh, continuity. And, um, you know, at, each year you can get a little more exotic in what you're teaching these players because, you know, it's it builds on itself kind of like math. You know, if you miss a couple of weeks of math, you're in trouble because uh, it, it, it progressively gets harder. Uh, that same same way they teach the schemes. Now they have to go back and, and uh, kind of refresh the older people as they bring in the new new ones. But uh, you, the, the velocity moves in what you teach. You, you start moving along a lot faster. So staff continuity to me is a very big one. Um, you know, keeping the same coordinators. I think Rod mentioned it. The stat machine, Rod Babers uh, mentioned how many uh, programs uh, across the country had continuity between head coach, both coordinators and the starting quarterback. Texas is one of, I think, only 20. Uh, that's the type of continuity I think goes a long way. Let, let me say this, too, and I want to add to your comment. 
because you said more efficient, more exotic. If you have mm-hmm. continuity, I, I, I went back and I've mentioned this. Pete Kwiatkowski was very specific about his goals for the 2023 defense. And he, he mentioned third downs, fourth downs, yep. improvements in sacks and turnovers. When And, and I, I've said this, when a coach is able to pinpoint what he wants to focus on, that's almost half the battle. Yeah. He couldn't say that with certainty in 2022. He just wanted a better defense after right. what we saw in 2021. When they're able to kind of laser focus in on a few things, results tend to follow. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a uh, astute observation. But and it also ties into what I say with being more exotic. That's exactly what I'm talking about is on third and fourth down, they can build out pra- packages. And that being able to do that also ties into some other leading indicators, uh, experience and uh, improved talent and improved depth. So that, that personnel is another leading indicator that has me quite high. Yeah, there's just a lot, of, a, a lot to like going into the season. Talk a little bit about why you think experience, talent, and depth, those three things combined – is unique to this Texas team. Joe Cook had a tweet, I think it was yesterday. Uh, this is the first time Texas returns all five starting offensive linemen since the 1990s sometime. I mean, that kind of experience, just yeah. it's not just at offensive line, though. It's across the roster. And, you know, that offensive line might not play exactly intact because of competition and depth and, and improved talent. It, it all ties in. Well, I think experience is, is incredibly important. Um, you know, especially at a few positions, the cerebral positions, you know, quarterback, middle linebacker and safety. And, you know, experience on defense lends you to playing a lot faster. You know, I go back. I've mentioned this defense a few times, but, you know, the old the, the mid 2000 or 2000s uh, Wisconsin defenses usually were not the most athletically gifted, but they processed extremely fast. They played fast and they played hard, uh, which is how you always want to play the game. Um, but the longer you have guys in your program, the longer you can instill those uh, those traits. Uh, and the more experience you have, the faster you play. This defense is going to play faster than it did the year before. And last year it played a lot faster than it did in the first year. Um, you know, that, that that ULM game last year, a lot of people threw it away. But I, I picked up on the defense playing just a whole lot faster. King much quicker, getting downhill, uh, playing with a lot more uh, assertiveness. Uh, I think ex- experience plays plays in that in a lot, uh, you know, in a big way. Uh, and then experiences help help the players can coach the their younger players. You know, they can bring them along. They can coach them on the field a whole lot more. Um, if you've got a younger but very talented player, that but his head is swimming, you can coach him along. You know, Jaron Thompson, if he's paired with Derek Williams out there, is going to be okay. Um, Jake Majors and Kelvin Banks uh, helping out DJ Campbell is going to help out quite a bit as well. So experience just helps in every different way. You want as much experience as possible. A lot of times you get these teams that overshoot their expectations. TCU last year, Baylor did it the year before, in large part because experienced players are better players. All right, a question. I want to say thank you to our sponsor. I've got a couple more things I want to bring up here in the state of the program uh, with Eric Nalim, publisher Inside Texas. Uh, thank you to Adam Lowy and the Lowy Law Firm. He's been helping injured Texans for decades. If you've been injured in a uh, car wreck or on the job, Adam is who you want to call, 512-280-0800 or visit him at theloweylawfirm.com. That's 512-280-0800. Or go to loweylawfirm.com. And remember, Adam focuses on results for his clients. Eric, the other piece that I think is a leading indicator to your use your terminology, playmakers. Yep. They're the yep. ones that get you to 10, 11, <laughs> 12 wins. Yeah. You know, a good team can get you eight to nine. Playmakers are the ones that take you over the top. 
factor. Quarterback probably can take you even further, right? Yep. So the, Texas now has playmakers. Xavier oh. Worthy, uh, A.D. Mitchell. Um, we think that Anthony Hill might be one of those guys early. Jalen Ford, Jalen Catalan. The influence of that upgrade in high-end talent now yep. is different because they've got eight to ten NFL draft picks in the upper classes, right? Absolutely. Yeah, you know, when you say playmakers, I, I would uh, infuse that with talent. Uh, and um, Talent extends in that 2023 class, certainly, and that's why I think it just came out. There were four preseason uh, potential freshman All-Americans on the – I'm going to write it up. I need to look at my email. But it was uh, Malik Muhammad, Cedric Baxter, uh, Anthony Hill, and oh, John T. Cook. Um, so, I mean, there's talent and playmakers all over the place. Uh, you know, a, a big issue that we had last year was, um, you know, they, they created a lot of pressure, but they didn't necessarily get home. I think they're just a step behind. I think in the, with the talent infusion, they're, they're getting a step ahead. They're, they're starting to get more in line with uh, the top line talent that you want. You know, some of these guys are top line talents, but they're trying to get that across the board. Uh, but I think A.D. Mitchell is going to be huge for the offense. That's obviously a big-time playmaker. Four touchdowns and four playoff games. It's tough to beat that. Uh, but all these things work well together. It's not like, oh, you know, he's a, he's a value add on his own. He creates value elsewhere uh, because he's going to pull a safety or he's going to pull more attention. Uh, so that's going to improve Jordan Whittington. It's going to improve anybody that lines up to his side. Uh, a lot of times you'll see uh, Javian Sanders, uh, Jatavian Sanders lined up over there. Um, all these guys just create a positive feedback loop for one another. And then, of course, it makes quarterback play much easier and, and quarterback quarterback play is a force multiplier in, in itself. So you've got positive returns across the board. Uh, and Sark kind of lamented or mentioned this when he said um, that there's so many different personnel packages that they feel comfortable with. You know, last year they got bogged down. If, if they focused on the run specifically TCU, uh, they didn't have much left in their quiver. Uh, now, to, now Sark has about five or six arrows. Yep. It's interesting. Um, speaking with Eric Nelling, publisher Inside Texas, uh, please look for and consider a subscription uh, to Inside Texas. Guys, uh, this is uh, a an offer you don't want to miss. One dollar for one month of InsideTexas.com. Eric, myself, Jerry Hamilton, uh, Joe Cook, uh, Justin Wells, Paul Wadlington, Ian Boyd, all writing articles on a daily basis covering the Longhorns. You'll get no better coverage uh, than that. Uh, Eric, I look at this and, and say, what is the one thing you can circle for this Texas team that has to happen for them to reach their, you know, true value in this, in this season? Is it quarterback play? Is it something else? Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be quarterback play to some degree. The quarterback has to be an extension of the head coach. And uh, we didn't see that enough last year, uh, making checks to the line uh, checking down, knowing where to go to the ball pre-snap, knowing where to ball, go with the ball post-snap. Uh, you know, there was a huge disconnect between Sark's brain and Quinn Ewers' experience. Now that gap has closed quite a bit. Um, you know, I use the 49ers here uh, when you talk about uh, my, uh, uh, Shanahan's one of the best head coaches, offensive minds in, in the game, similar to how Sarkeesian is, is viewed um, in, the, in the college ranks. Well, the Niners always go far just because the quarterback can be an extension of the uh, of the of the head coach, a brilliant head coach. He knows where to go with the ball. Now, where they bog down is they don't have that unique talent. That's why they, they fall a little bit short to a guy like Patrick Mahomes. Well, Texas doesn't have that issue because Quinn Ewers in his, in his own right is one of the most talented quarterbacks in the country. Uh, so if he can become more of Sark, more of an extension of Sark on the field, uh, Texas is going to win the conference uh, most likely and uh, maybe even make the playoffs. It's, uh, I think that would be music to the ears. Is there anything that concerns you 
about this program at this time? Just that they haven't done it. Um, you know, they've got to get over that mental hump. You know, sports are uh, as much mental as they are physical. Um, and, I, you know, they haven't proven that they can win under um, adverse circumstances. They had a couple nice wins last year, don't get me wrong. Um, that OU win I kind of throw out. If that would have been a full-strength OU, that would have been, uh, been a little more meaningful to me for, you know, what it pretends for this season. Uh, but just they've got to go prove that they can go win out on the road. The last time they went on the road to the SEC team was uh, against Arkansas, and they didn't show up. Uh, this year they got to show up. Just show up mentally, play hard, and execute, and they'll get over that hump. I, I have confidence they will because it goes back to experience. Those guys – um, you know, those guys have been there before. That experience helps you get over the hump. Look at Jordan losing to the Pistons a couple of times. He, he doesn't become Michael Jordan without those uh, tough losses. Uh, Eric, I, I'm going to step back uh, in, in from the team and the program and ask about this specific game now. Uh, Texas hosts Rice, longtime Southwest Conference foe. Rice is not expected to put up a huge fight, although they did make a bowl last year, yeah. um, even though they had a losing record going into that bowl. The, the, the thought process here in question for me is what, in your opinion, makes a successful game against Rice? Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Well, on defense, I want to see them play fast. Uh, like, you know, last last year I had that takeaway against the ULM game. I was like, man, I, I don't know, guys. They look pretty good to me. You know, I know ULM was a different one than even the one before. They lost Billy Napier. It's a different team. Uh, but if you just key in on the Texas defense, the, the defender, individual defenders were playing very fast. Jaron Thompson and Anthony Cook looked like totally different players to me. Um, a couple of the linebackers did too. Um, just play fast on defense. No assignment bust. You know, Sark mentioned that, and and, uh, and Bloomgren said it himself. They'll they'll do some things on offense that are tough mentally on the defense that they they've got to be prepared for, and they've got a very seasoned quarterback, of course, in JT Daniels. Uh, so no, be assignment sound and play very fast on defense. You know, on offense, they need to play a clean game. And, you know, obviously they can overpower uh, them. They can out-athlete them. I don't want to see them win that way. I want to see them win with execution. Windows are going to be there for Quinn to, to make clean throws. He should have a clean pocket. We want to see good mechanics out of him. Um, so, I, you know, I don't want to see a blunt force beating of them just running it all over them. I want to see good execution in the pass game. Um, and, and hit those tight windows. Be accurate. He's going to have time to throw it. Be on time. Interesting. Uh, all right. Uh, speaking with Eric Nalin, publisher, InsideTexas.com. Eric, uh, looking at recruiting overall, Dominic McKinley, five-star defensive lineman out of Lafayette, announces on Friday, we believe it's A&M, Texas, Oklahoma, the f real finalists there. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Texas at 16 verbal commitments uh, on the campaign. Is this kind of where you thought Texas would be at this stage of the recruiting campaign? They've still got, got six, seven more scholarships probably to go in this class, not including uh, the portal. How do you assess Texas and what they're doing in recruiting right now? Yeah, I, I think they're, you know, close to where they want to be. Um, you know, they've got most of the guys that were hard Texas leans or, you know, maybe easier to get in, in the, uh, into the class. Uh, they've got most of those guys are wrapped up. Pretty much all of those guys are wrapped up. And now they're focusing on, um, you know, the, the, the more tougher went, uh, recruitments to win. Obviously, Colin Simmons kind of got that that going. Kobe Black is another one. Dominic, you just said. Uh, so, you know, that now 
in addition to focusing on the season, which Sark is going to prioritize more than anything, uh, they only have to focus on a handful of, you know, albeit they're very tough uh, recruitments to win. So I, I do think they're in a good place. You know, you're always going to have guys that the tougher they are to get in the boat, the longer it, it typically plays out, you know. Um, and I think that's where they're at. So some of these and, and some they're going to have to keep recruiting Colin, you know, all the way through the season. So there's plenty of guys on the roster that they have to stay on recruiting. So they're not just recruiting the unrecruited or the uncommitted players that they, they have a lot of work left to do, but they've already done a lot of work as well. All right. I've got a I've got a couple of questions here for you that are kind of rapid fire. Who's going to score the first touchdown of the season? Cedric Baxter. OK, uh, who is going to catch the first TD pass? Uh, worthy. OK. Who is going to lead the team this year in tackles? Jalen Ford. Easy one. Okay. Over over Jalen Catalan. Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Who's going to lead the team in interceptions? I got to go Catalan there. <laughs> and then finally, how many punt blocks, return kicks, or returned uh, punts for touchdowns? All of those things kind of special teams combined, how many does Texas uh, really change a game with this year? I'm going to go five. Five? Wow, that's a lot. That's, that's a good. A lot. Yeah, that's no, good that's good. That's good, though. You think they're going to be better on special teams overall? I do. I think they're going to be more consistent. I think they're going to be just as dangerous, um, probably, probably more dangerous as returners. I think they'll be more aggressive with Xavier Worthy returning punts. I wouldn't be surprised to see him take one back. Last year, he fair caught quite a bit. Uh, I think they feel better about their wide receiver depth. They can let them loose. Uh, I think the blocking protection for him is going to be better. Uh, I think they're faster faster than they were last year as well. You know, Keaton's going to get him one. Uh, Keelan Robinson's going to get him a couple probably. Um, Keelan, and when I say Keelan, he'll get a block or he'll probably get a return as well. So, yeah, I think five is a good number. It is a bit ambitious, but we'll see. All right. All right. Eric, uh, your thoughts finally on the Longhorn season. Ten and two, you and I both both, both said it. Uh, this Longhorn team and program right now uh, feels different than any I've covered in the last 10, 12 years. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. You know, you can see uh, confidence on Sark. Um, I think it's well-founded. Uh, now there's really nothing left to do. He's done it. He, you know, it's, it's hopefully he gets to enjoy this. You know, he says, you know, we work very hard and then, then we go play on Saturdays. Uh, I, I can see him really taking that mindset himself. Obviously, there's a lot of stress with being the head coach at Texas, but I do I do get the sense that this is his time to really enjoy what he's built. It's been a long slog for him. Five and seven was a, a, took a mental toll on everybody. Uh, eight and four was a nice improvement, but you saw more improvement probably on the field than the, than the win, and, win column uh, uh, showed. Uh, I think this is the year that they finally, uh, you know, break out and, 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 you know, assert themselves as, you know, back to national prominence. And I, I think, um, I think Sark's done a really good job, but it's up to him to go, to go manufacture these wins. And because uh, not all these games are going to go to type. Everybody says, Oh, it takes a big favor in this game. It, it doesn't, doesn't always work that way. Um, you know, they've got to show up. He's got to make sure his team is motivated and prepared week in, week out. Uh, so there's, there's still a lot of work left to do for him. I completely agree. And hopefully you're right. Hopefully this is the year that, actually ends like we feel like it's going to end. I, I didn't go big on, on Texas's record last year. It's, I haven't said Texas is going to win 10 regular season games since 2010. Yeah. Just to give you an example. And so right. hopefully, uh, you know, we've been having the state of the program now for more than a year, every Wednesday at this time. I, I, it just feels different. And I'm ready to see that happen this weekend at Rice, just three days away 
uh, the Longhorns take the field at DKR. All right, Eric, thanks for this program again. I appreciate you. Make sure everybody check us out at InsideTexas.com as well for the very latest and greatest Longhorn news. For Eric Nolene, publisher of Inside Texas, I'm Bobby Burton, and this has been the State of the Program.